Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation with JT After Hours. You know, the conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on uh, Barbecue Nation. I've got my dear friend Meathead Gold with with us uh, for another edition of After Hours. Imagine that. And somebody, I got to tell, tell you this. The other day, somebody said, you know, they sent me a note. They said, I love to listen to you and Meathead in After Hours. I said, it's really not me. All I do is the introduction, and I say, Meathead, what do you think about this? And I said, I don't have to do anything for 10 minutes. (laughs) Nobody ever said I I was short on words. (laughs) Just wind me up and let me go. There you go. Um, Which which is a very coarse uh, intro to, I wanted to follow up on the last thing we were talking about on the air, because it would have been nice to get this on the air is that, especially with only a week to go for Christmas, one of the best gifts you might be able to make give is make a gift. Make your own spice rubs. Make your own um, uh, smoked and seasoned uh, nuts. Um, yep. Make a barbecue sauce. Um, uh, make seasoned salt. Uh, and on AmazingRibs.com, we've actually got a whole page devoted to things you can make as gifts. Gifts that are, you know, uh, that 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 are not health risks, you know, uh, and you know, seasoned nuts and spice rubs and stuff like that. Uh, that's a fun gift to give, and it shows a little bit of uh, uh, care when you do it yourself. I think. You know, one of the one of the gifts that I I truly look forward to every year is we've got a couple that are kind of our closest friends. <clears throat> and um, in the beginning, when they got married, the wife was not a very good cook um, because I bought her a Jell-O cookbook because she had trouble making Jell-O. That's a true story. A true story. <laughs> but I shouldn't laugh. I remember when I couldn't boil water. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have making their own version of Chex Mix down to a science. And they Oh, I love Chex Mix. Yeah. And they put cashews and almonds in it and the this and little pretzels and you know, different they make a couple diff- different versions because I like mine a little more spicy than that my wife mm-hmm. that my wife likes. So they bring me my bag and they bring Shelly her bag like that. And I power through my bag in about two days. Um, mm-hmm. But man, that stuff is good. And it's not that hard to do, but you can be very creative with it. 
Yeah, well, they have the, the basic recipe on the back of uh, the cereal box often. And, yeah, you can add a little more Worcestershire. You can throw in some Chipotle. You can add yeah. um, dried fruits or nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, variations on the theme, and they are fun. I love them, especially for football games. Uh, bag of checks mix. In fact, I used to go to Bears games uh, with my best friend, and uh, we his wife always made checks mix. And we'd both fill up a gallon bag of Chex Mix each and take it to the game, <laughs> buy a couple of beers, and sit there and munch on our Chex Mix. That's great stuff. It, it's really great stuff. And like you said, making your own things. One of the things that we've encouraged our daughter to do, um, her and her boyfriend, you know, they're just kind of getting started as a couple, um, you know, started really not telling family secrets here, but they started cohabitating together because they're thinking down the road, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, my daughter has turned into a very good baker, um, oh. which I am not. I'm a, I'm a, no, neither am I. I'm a kind of a, I have, I have fear of flour. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a, I do what's necessary, and that's it as far as baking. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, I just, last night I attended. Uh, a Zoom seminar on cookie making because it's just, you know, it's like how to cook Siberian food to me. <laughs> I, mean, I have no idea. And I think my wife's a great baker. She does all the baking for us and she does breads and cookies and cakes. And sure. so I haven't a clue. I haven't a clue. She taught me how to make pizza show, pizza dough and how to make pie, pie crusts. Because I do, like I do a smoked turkey uh, pot pie, and yeah. they're on the website. And, of course, pizzas. Hey, by the way, you can make smoked Chex Mix, and it's a lot of fun. Um, one of the important tools makes a good Christmas gift for a, uh, a barbecue and grill lover are good grill toppers. Um, it's a... Uh, uh, you know, most grills, the grates are pretty wide apart right. and things fall through. You know, you put asparagus on there and they commit suicide. Um, <laughs> and certainly Chex Mix will too. Um, but you get these grill toppers. Um, uh, there's something that uh, it's called frog mats. Um, I, th- I think the best place to buy them now are, um, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that website? Um, I'm drawing a blank. I'll think of it in a minute. But it's like um, uh, window mesh, uh, only it's got a nonstick surface on right, it, right. and it's a little wider. And you can throw your Chex Mix on the smoker, um, and it'll, 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 it'll catch a little smoke. So if it's wet, you, you make the Chex Mix and you use the Worcestershire, and if it's wet, it'll hold the smoke better than if it's dry. And that's a great technique also, by the way, if you're doing smoked nuts. Um, take your almonds or your cashews and you soak them for just 20, 30 minutes is all um, in water. And that gets them wet on the surface. And wet surfaces are stickier and the smoke will stick to them better than if you just throw them on the smoker uh, on, a, uh, 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 on a grill mat. Ah, Big Papa Smokers, that's the website. He's got a bunch of these um, uh, the frog mats or yeah. mesh mats. Yeah. Uh, I think Frog Mat, the company, went out of business, and I think he's got the best version of them down there, Big Papa Smokers. 
That's good stuff. I, what I was going to say before we, we start talking about that was I, I try to encourage people to actually kind of, it's more older, it's more traditional. I mean, we talked about thermometers and gloves and tongs, and we all have our favorites, and that's all good. But if you can make something for people like we've been talking about, um, maybe you smoke the Chex Mix. Maybe you make your mm-hmm. own. Maybe you make your own jerky and make them a pound of jerky or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think people really uh, like that, and they enjoy it, and they enjoy it, and they know that you've you you were actually thinking of them when you put this together. That's kind of mm-hmm. my, my old traditional thoughts there, but I'm getting old, so I can't help it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, jams, jellies, uh, uh, you know, and you put a little ribbon around it, and that's well appreciated. Yeah, it is. So I wanted to talk to you, too, about something we didn't cover in the regular show, and that was my fault, was tongs. Now, I'm real fussy <laughs> about tongs. That's T-O-N-G-S. And, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> No, I'm not laughing. The way you said that, something we didn't talk about in the earlier show, and yeah. that's my faults. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about your faults. <laughs> we don't have enough time, and the internet is already full. So, tongs, yeah. Um, you know, there on on one of our, we have a a couple of. Uh, uh, recommended gift lists on AmazingRibsGut.com. Um, you know, under fifty bucks, fifty to two hundred, two hundred to five hundred, and so on. And one of my favorites is there's this pair of tongs available on Amazon. I don't remember the brand name, but um, you know, like a pair of tongs, they're hinged at one end, but the other end are big oval shapes. I don't know, they're maybe four inches long and. Yeah, three yep. inches wide, and they're big enough to grab uh, a hamburger, or most importantly, a fillet of fish. Because fl- turning fish on the grill is always hazardous, uh, at risk of your life. And uh, you know these things will get under a fish and then clamp down on the top of the fish and hold it solid and flip it. And uh, I love these things, and they're cheap. They're under ten bucks. I forget the name of them. They're they're on Amazon. I've got a link to them. Go to amazingwoods.com. Yeah. Go to the gift section, and they're under they're, they're in the under fifty dollar gift list. Um, and we've got a link to them on Amazon, and they're 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 really cool. I like those wide face um, uh, fish turners. Uh, uh, but for regular tongs, I try to get long handles. Because I've burned the hair off the back of both hands many times. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Oxo Good Grips, Chief Willikers Oxo Good Grips make some good kitchen. And yeah, they food. do. They do, actually. I mean, their products are really um, first rate. I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm, I don't get paid to endorse anybody. Uh, uh, but I find when I go shopping for kitchen accessories, you know, uh, garlic presses or whatever. I almost always end up with an OXO product. Uh, yeah. They're just smart design. Well, that and and like you say, it's in the design. Now, I like the gravity lock um, tongs myself because 
they're easier. Um, you've got you're pulling a rack of ribs off, and you've got a platter to put the ribs on. But if you don't have the tongs that lock, and now all of a sudden you got a pair of sprung prong, prong, tongs, mm-hmm. and they've probably got some seasoning or sauce on them or something. And if you drop them, they make a mess. But but that's why I always buy my tongs with the gravity lock on them. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just neat, clean. Um, I have a stainless steel couple of them in the house on uh right in front of the stovetop because we've got kind of a cutting board island there and i just put two or three pairs of them and just kind of slip them over the side so one of the tongs is on the inside of the container one's on the outside and it just makes it so much easier when you're cooking whether you're indoors or out to grab the right one now i know i'm belaboring this point a lot but i cook a lot and you cook a lot and nothing mm-hmm. nothing pisses me off more than if i got to use a set of tongs that doesn't work right so there how's that yeah i've got i've got a, a couple of these locking tongs where the lock has stopped functioning and uh, I, I'm too I'm too cheap to throw them out. So what I did was I took the toilet paper rolls, and I just stick them inside a toilet paper roll, and that keeps them folded up neatly for the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that, honestly. <laughs> I really haven't. I really MacGyvering my tongues, but they, you know, I mean, if you don't if you don't squeeze them shut, they just take up a huge amount of space in the right. door. So I squeeze them shut, slide the toilet paper roll over the ends. <laughs> and we must have four pairs of tongs like that in the kitchen. Well, the other, th- the other thing that we should cover before we get out of here today, and I'm again, I'm sorry we didn't get to it in the regular show, was knife sharpeners. Now, I can... Oh, yeah. You know, I can use a steel. I can do it the old-fashioned way on a stone like that. But <laughs> now they've got, you know, um, electric, if you will, knife sharpeners mm-hmm. and stuff that work great. And you have any suggestions yeah. for that? Well, you know, I've been, I'm, we, we, we've been re- reviewing knife sharpeners on the site, so I kind of dived into the subject and bought one of everything I could get my hands on. And I started with, I had an old whetstone, um, and, and, and when you buy whetstones, you usually get three of them, a very fine, a medium, and a coarse. Right. <clears throat> and you can either wet the stone for reducing friction with water or with oil, and once you choose to use oil, you cannot go to water. Um, but... Um, uh, you can use either one, and there's an ongoing debate about which is better. And I've tried them, and they work pretty well, but they require that you hold the knife at exactly the right angle. Now, some of them now come, like, with a little wedge that help you hold it at the right angle. Right. Um, and they take, you know, a little time. You, you put the football game on, and uh, you start with the course, and you do one side, then you flip it over, do the other side, and then you go to the medium, and then you go to the, and you end up with a really nice, smooth edge. And there's a couple of manufacturers out there, and I can't remember their names, but I've got their products, where they actually have a clamp that holds the blade at exactly the right angle so that you can slide it back and forth on the on the whetstone. And they're, they're not cheap. They're expensive. I also bought a, a thing. Uh, it's about the size of a small loaf of bread. And it's got a spinning wheel, an electric uh, drive wheel. Um, and it's got a couple of different wheels. Again, 
coarse and fine uh, that you can lay a knife into and sharpen that way. Got to be real careful with those. I've had this issue where if you're not moving that knife fast enough at the right speed, it can dig away a lot of metal, and you can really scar a nice knife. Um, And especially... Uh, some of these knives that are sharpened to a really fine edge. We mentioned Gunther Wilhelm. His knives are, I think, around 14-degree edges, where most other knives are 21-degree edges. That's a very thin edge and makes it very fragile. Um, And, you know, you can strop a blade on a honing steel, uh, but that doesn't really sharpen it. That just takes any of the bend because uh, your knife blade right. can bend microscopically, takes the bend out. You really need to sharpen, which when you sharpen with a, uh, a grinding tool, it actually grinds away some of the metal, and you, that's how you get a good sharp edge. Now, the one that I've been playing with lately is the Ken Onion, uh, and it's around 200 bucks. But it, 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 it's a belt-driven system. And again, you've got a guide that you can put the blade in, and you can set it for 14 degrees, 18 degrees, 21 degrees, whatever you want. And you set the blade in there, and there's a belt that spins, and you've got different grades of grit on this belt. <clears throat> and it really works beautifully, and I found it very simple. It was, it was very intimidating. When I got it, I just was afraid to touch it for like months. Once I figured out how to use it, it really did a great job on my knives. You can also use it for scissors and lawnmower blades. Uh, uh, you know, it's a pretty pretty serious tool. But the, my favorite knife sharpener is Antonio. Antonio lives nearby, <laughs> and he's got a cart that he bought in Italy, and he's from Italy. And it's got bells on it, and it's like the ice cream man. He rolls down the street with the bells ringing, and he comes through my neighborhood the first week in April, right after the thaw, and uh, I bring out all my knives in a big box. And it's the coolest thing. I've actually got a picture of this guy on the website. He sits there, and he's got two pedals. It's like uh, the old-fashioned sewing machine. Yeah. And he's got this big belt, uh, leather. Uh, fine grit, rough grit, and he sharpens knives for two bucks a piece, and they are fantastic. Oh, what a what a what a blessing it is to have Antonio in the neighborhood. Maybe I ought to just <laughs> ship a box of knives back to you and have them done there for you me. Go. <laughs> Send them like the last week of March, and I'll wait for him to show up in April. <laughs> and, you know, and he, he drives me nuts. I, I he knows I come out every spring when he shows up, but he won't ring my doorbell. If I don't hear his cart going by, I miss out. And it's like, and I, you know, I always tip him, and I've, I've photographed him. I've told, when I see him coming down the street, I call all my neighbors. He won't ring my damn doorbell. It's just, you know, it's, it's too much like begging. Oh, well, that's too bad. <clears throat> sounds like a very humble man, though. <laughs> He's great. He's, you know, thick Italian accent. Um, but you know, it's, it's a holdover from the old days, oh, know, sure. the old knife sharpener guy. So real quick, what are you and Mrs. Um, Goldwyn going to do for Christmas? <clears throat> you know, 
I really haven't given a lot of thought, but I need to get on the stick. Probably we'll get, we're just going to grill up a couple of nice ribeyes instead of doing a whole roast. Um, I'm a fan of Allen Brothers beef. Um, they, um, they're here in the Chicago area. Uh, they sell mostly to restaurants, but they do have a uh, website and uh, a mail-order catalog. And I've tasted every kind of beef you can imagine, every age and every sure. uh, breed. And my all-time favorite is USDA Prime, 28-day um, wet-aged. I'm not a huge fan of dry aged steak. It gets a little funky for me um, when it gets too. I mean, you know, a, a short dry age, 28 to 35 is okay. But when you get up to these 60 and 70 day dry aged, it's just too strong a flavor for me and my wife. Um, but USDA Prime is just gorgeous meat. And uh, uh, I buy that from uh, Allen Brothers, and I always keep a half a dozen of their steaks in the freezer in the basement just in case you show up or somebody whom I want to impress. <laughs> and uh, I know how to cook them. And uh, that's probably, since we normally do a USDA prime rib roast right. uh, for, you know, 20 people, this year it's just going to be the two of us. Uh, how about you? What are you guys doing? Well, it's, it's very much similar. Um, I think on... Christmas Eve, it's probably just going to be my wife and myself. And then Christmas Day, well, the one couple I told you about earlier in the show that are dear friends, um, <clears throat> the one I bought the Jell-O cookbook for years ago, um, they'll probably come over and I'll do one of those um, splits like I, I spoke of where they've just cut mm -hmm. the, cut a uh, standing roast in half and uh, probably do that for the four of us and, and some uh, twice baked potatoes. Um, I like to send. I like to send the twice baked potatoes home with people too, because they have a little extra. You know, I always make extra, and they like mm -hmm. that. So we'll have that and a Caesar salad, and probably some asparagus or something, and that'll be it. Nice, quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing too elaborate this year. I've got. It's it's uh, it's cumbersome with with you know because i can't say everybody come to our house the normal 12 14 16 people mm -hmm. you can't do that really and so um the yeah. other the other thing where we've, we've decided to do is normally the people that do come that will not be coming this year is on um uh the 23rd my wife and i are going to take them each a gift bag with a couple of twice-baked potatoes, and I'm going to give them a, um, it's not going to be a whole split, so I'm going to split the splits, and I'm going to give them enough for either two very nice ribeyes that they can do it that way, or if they want to do a very small roast for the two of them, but that's so they don't miss out on Jeff's Christmas dinner. They can cook that themselves. And, okay, here's, here's an idea for you. Sure. You've played with sous vide, haven't you? Yes. Sous vide it for them. Oh, I could Stick do that. The... Yeah, I did this last year. This is what I did for Christmas last year when I had the whole gang. Sure. Is I, I got my big old primal, rib primal, stripped off all the exterior fat, pulled off the uh, spinalis, pulled the rib bone off, and had this beautiful tube of uh, longissimus, the eye of the ribeye. Yep. And split it in half and bagged it, 
sous-vided it for three, four hours is all it takes to, at, 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 at 131. Okay. Which is perfect, medium rare. Yeah. It's also a safe temperature, kills all bacteria. And then I went over the river and through the woods with them in the bag. Um, you can refrigerate it, and actually there's evidence that if you chill sous vide meat and then reheat it, it's even better. Huh. Um, <clears throat> I got to my niece's house where the party was um, and stuck it in a, uh, uh, in, in, a, in a water bath with the sous vide machine and brought it back up to temp, went out back, it was freezing cold, and seared the snot out of it on a gas grill, and uh, it was just fantastic. Oh, man, you're it making me hungry. It was absolutely spot-on, perfect color, edge-to-edge, edge, and that had this really great, maybe eighth-inch thick crust all around. And, you know, you could do that, everything except the sear phase, and give it as a gift in the bag. I, could, I think that's a great idea. I really do. I'm, cooked, yeah. perfect temperature. All you got to do is grill it to get the sear, or broil it to get the sear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hit the broiler 500 degrees, roll it every 10 minutes until you got your crust, and dinner's ready. That's I, I'm going to do that. <clears throat> I am going to do that. It uh, will make my life easier. And I'll, I'll uh, by doing that, I will feel more comfortable giving that piece of meat to a couple of mm -hmm. non-qualified cookers. How put it that way? <laughs> And you get to keep the bones and the spinalis. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part, like we said before. that's To me, that's like candy. That's like Christmas candy, oh, yeah. eating that. Yeah. Um, Meathead, yeah. I want to wish you and, and um, Mrs. G a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point in there to exchange some pleasantries. Yeah. But, and, and same to you and Mrs. T and your daughter and uh, all your family and friends and uh uh, you know it's going to be better next year, and I will get on the case on these uh, these tips that I promised I would. Uh, we'll get, get we'll get it, we'll get it. I didn't press anybody this year for anything <laughs> after March because I knew everything was going to be a shit show anyway. So oh, we just we made it, we made it through, my friend. So hey, uh, one last thought. Um, did I tell you we're uh, going to be bringing our own rubs and sauces to market this spring? No. Great, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, more, to, more, more info to come. But we're in the development phase right now. We have a label design almost complete. We have uh, um, three rubs almost complete, and uh, we're working on the sauces next. And uh, hopefully, they'll be available uh, by the time the weather warms up. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right, bud. Um, well, folks, thanks for listening. And um, Meathead and I will be back again. Um, Never know when and where, but we want everybody out there to have a Merry Christmas.